Good evening, everybody. It is Monday, November 18th, and time once more for 10 dozen minutes of uh, realizing it's actually Monday, November 19th with Jick and Skullhead. Uh, yeah, I don't know what was going on there, but we've got Jick ready for picking up, so let's call him to see what his sleeping and dreaming situation is. No, not a video call. Nobody wants that. Hello, Mr. Skullhead. Hello, everybody. Everybody that's you. Oh. I am feeling like everybody today. I wanted to greet you more so than I could greet a single person, so... Oh, well, that's Hi. nice of you. Hello, everyone. Skype keeps trying to get me to video call you. I don't know why. I don't even yeah, have every time video I, capability. Every time I almost click the answer with video button... Uh, because it's so much bigger than the answer button. I think because answer with video is so much more words than answer. Probably. It's approximately three times as many words. Two times as many I don't, words. I don't think I've ever uh, intentionally done anything with a, with a webcam, but uh, laptops all just have them built in. Yeah. You've never done any uh, sexy Skyping? Sexting. Sex. That's what they call that, right? Skype. Skyxing? Being a skexies? Scraping? Yeah. That's where you sexy Skype somebody against Sporking. their will. Sporking? Uh, how do you. Skucking? Hmm. There you go. Yeah, right. I had. I have not done that either, but I've used mine for chatting with the grandparents so that they can see the kid and have him do stuff. Okay, okay. I'm not sure, you know, the future was always video phones in in movies and shit. Yeah. And I think we could do that now, we just don't, because it's not actually a good idea. It's not, like, until you can make it so you're looking directly at the person's eyes when you're looking in the webcam. Like, if the webcam can somehow be behind the screen of the person that you're looking at, then that would make sense, but it's hugely awkward to be... You're either talking to somebody and seeing a picture of them out of the corner of your eye while you stare at a webcam so you'll be making eye contact, or you're making eye contact with them and what they see is you looking down. You know, it seems like more or less what has happened uh, to communication in this modern world is instead of talking and seeing each other uh, in full video, we are texting instead of talking. Yeah, so... Like, people were able to see that we would be able to send that much data, but they didn't see that we wouldn't want that much interaction. Yeah, even as much interaction as a normal. Like, I I have a weird... I've developed a weird relationship to the phone. Hmm. You know, it's sort of like... It's sort of like the mail now, where whenever I feel my phone ringing, a lot of the time I just don't even pull it out of my pocket because it's like, well, I'm in the middle of something. I don't want to... I don't want to have a conversation with yeah. somebody right now. Oh, I've noticed. You know? And so, it, it, although, I, it, if the phone rings and I see that it is you, I will answer it if I'm aware <laughs> Right, of it. but if it I know, I know that there's always this joke where you, you, you always joke that if you call me, I don't answer, but I don't think that that has been true. Um, but, but it's like, I don't want to call anybody because, well, what if they're busy? I'm busy. Right. I'm always busy. I don't want anybody calling me. So it follows that nobody wants me calling them. Hmm. You know, I'll call my mom. Not not as often as I ought to. I still don't have any Thanksgiving plans. I realized. 
That's coming right up. That's the thing you're supposed to have, right? It's plans. Plans within plans. Like a circle in a spiral? Yeah. Like a but wheel I, like, a wheel. Te- texting does most of what you need it to do, I think. Yeah. The only time I will call someone is when I've started texting something and it's turning into, like, four lines of text. It's like, no, it'll just be fast enough to just get that information across quickly. But then the conversation is really utilitarian. Like, hey, buddy, yeah. yep, we should totally go to that movie. I'll be there. I mean, we use the phone for our conference calls, right, which is the only meetings that we ever have. And that's great because more often than not, we are, like, you know, hashing stuff out. We are doing the, the kind of thing that we used to do when we all lived in the same room. Right. Yeah, you know, that time when you and me and Riff and Xenophobe all lived in a single room apartment. Yeah. That was terrible. Didn't even have a toilet. And there was all this echoing and like running water all all the time and random kids running by. Uh, what's the I'm missing your joke. Oh, the things that happen on our conference calls. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, every once in a while it seemed like somebody was inside a helicopter. Uh, yeah, you know, everybody's got families and shit. Happens on the Word Realms conference call. There's always like thump, 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 and then a baby puking. Huh. That, you probably shouldn't just tap on your baby's sternum until it pukes. Uh, I mean, I thought that's what you're supposed to do. They call that puking the baby. Oh, right. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I I will sometimes... The, my, the primary way that I use my phone as a phone is for those meetings. And, like, I will call a place to see if they're open. Hmm. But then that always feels like an absurd waste. It seems like the quickest way to verify that some place is open is to call. And if they answer, immediately hang up. Because you've already got... You know, because if you're at a place, they say, Hey, are you open today? Yes fucking retard why would i be answering the phone if we weren't open although there is i have had plenty of times where i've called to see if a place is still open and somebody will answer and i'll go hey uh how late are you open tonight since i've already established that they're open and he goes oh we're not open at all today yeah we went when we uh we left your house and made it to topeka no topeka no topeka somewhere in kansas wichita Hmm. Wichita? Yes, Wichita. Uh, so I asked at the front desk. I saw that there were there was a there were like probably fifteen people sitting at the bar in the hotel, and we had some beer, but it wasn't cold. So you know we were like, ah, let's take some of this beer inside. We'll get a bucket of ice. We'll see if we can stay awake long enough to drink a beer before yeah. we go to bed. Right after this long drive, saw that the bar was open. I asked the guy at the front desk, "How late's the bar open?" He's like, "I don't know." I went over. And I said, hey, how late, how late are you open to the guy behind the bar that had, as I said, 15 people in it drinking, many of whom had entirely full beers. And he said, what? And I said, how much longer are you going to be open? And he said, oh, we've been closed for an hour. Really? And I sort of looked around and said, oh, okay, I guess. I don't know what that was all about. And then he said, "You They've can't been closed for an hour. Why do people sandals? have full beers? If it was like, like there was a football game on, so I could understand like people saying, like, do you mind just leaving the TV on so we can sit here and watch this football game?' But they had full beers. Right? Had they ordered? Did, did the bartender say, oh man, we're closing. If you want to order six beers, you should order six beers.' 
Yeah, maybe there were people who were drinking really, really, really slowly. Yeah. Like, why do you have a full beer? Oh, I don't drink. I just ordered this to look cool. Right. It could happen. So, yeah. I guess, I mean, that's what you do. You say, how late are you guys open tonight? And then they will tell you. Because that's a question that you couldn't have answered just by knowing that they answered the phone. Right. Well, I always get annoyed when it's somebody who answers and sounds annoyed and says, actually, we're closed now. Well, then, fucking, you know, you're mad at me for wasting your time. And that seems like the opposite of what should be happening. The fact that that's really the only reason I ever call uh, most, you know, like restaurants and stuff for, you know, I can see if it was like an optometrist's office. The primary reason their phone rings is for somebody to make an appointment. But like, it seems like just having, having your phone menu, which everybody has just say, thank you for calling farts bar. We are open until two today to speak to somebody hit zero or whatever you can fix that yeah and then you wouldn't have to have the guy who's running around desperately filling drink orders going farts bar what god sake what yeah uh i uh had a i had an entirely asynchronous uh, phone conversation with the guy at the uh car dealership today in three parts where because when i am at the office half the time what happens is i will go out front to smoke a cigar and suddenly get a bunch of voicemails mm. for all the calls that apparently came in while I was inside and didn't have any cell service because I'm inside a fucking thin wood frame building. Right. I don't know what the fuck. I like. I don't understand how that gets worse over time. It seems like cell phone coverage should only get better over time. Mm. I don't know. Maybe somebody just piled up a bunch of garbage or, in front of the cell phone tower. Maybe that neighborhood has gotten so bad that the garbage is heaped higher than radio waves can travel. I wonder if it's just that the modern phone is, has taken on so much extra baggage for things that it has to do that in order to preserve the battery, they're going with a cheaper antenna. It could be. I don't know, man. guess I should get a landline. Yeah. I'm not going to get a landline. Never getting a landline again. I still have a landline at my house. I know, I heard it ringing every once in a while when I was there. It's occasionally handy. Like, my cell phone is still a Tucson area code, which is weird. Because when in, when we got our cell phones in Flagstaff, all they had were Tucson area codes available. Huh. But uh, that means that like my wife can't call me from school on her cell phone because the school is made out of asbestos and bricks. So she gets no reception, and she wouldn't be able to call my cell phone on the school's landline because it's a long-distance number. So she has to call the landline. Huh, do they still have long-distance charges on landlines? Oh, yeah, yeah. I would have thought that that would have gone away because it. why would anyone ever have one of those if there was that specific significant disadvantage? to it I don't I seem to remember when we got the one at the office that even at that point you know like 2005 or whatever we had some limited amount of free long distance that we had access to on it but I don't know maybe I'm just making that up I make up all kinds of shit yeah how you been 
<laughs> last time, last time we talked, uh, we were gazing into each other's eyes as I left your house. Soulfully, tearfully saying goodbye. Oh, uh, you know what do we got? Uh, I just got back from Duluth, where we did a thing. A uh, one of the guys in our friend group's thirtieth birthday, and his brother decided to rent a van and get a whole bunch of dudes in the van and drive uh, it's about two and a half hours north to Duluth on Lake Superior and just go hit three or four breweries around there oh yeah so it was kind of great like we went to a medium sized brewery and then had a giant countrified rustic lunch that was awesome then went to a little tiny brewery that was like a maybe a 15 by 20 foot just metal shed with his husband and wife team brewing beers that were just phenomenal, though. I'm drinking one of them right now. Okay. It's a, it's a stout that's nice and syrupy and dark and... Yeah, good stuff. So, yeah, we spent just an, an entire Saturday evening getting drunk and I slept on the floor of a hotel room and uh, didn't throw up and woke up the next day feeling fantastic. Yeah, so right. it was a win all around, I feel like. What are you been up to? Not much. Working and dicking around. I made I made some chili. That was pretty good. What do you put in your chili? Mine, uh, it's it's. Uh, I consider it to be pretty elemental, but it is apparently not. We went to uh, there's there's this group of people that we're like sort of tangentially connected to here, like just a, a sort of another social circle of more kind of normal people. Uh, that every year they do a they do like a chili contest kind of thing that we got invited to last year and so we went and there were a whole bunch of different kinds of chili and only one of them was even a little bit like what I consider chili like the kind of chili my mom made uh-huh. and that I make um, it, so what I did for this one was I started with a base of probably a pound and a half of uh, ground beef that I cooked and put in there a uh, white onion chopped up and thrown in there clove of garlic chopped up and thrown in there uh, a good sized uh, ancho chili hmm. cut up and thrown in there which is not a thing that I normally do um, I just saw it at the store and then I put in like a, like a I don't know what is this like a 16 ounce like a tall boy of PBR and then filled the rest of it up with uh, with uh, tomato juice hmm and then a good good chunk of just like McCormick chili powder and a whole bunch of dill. And then that's it. Oh no no no. A big can of uh, a big can of ranch style beans and a big can of kidney beans. Oh yeah, I was gonna say that I know that people do a meat or a beanless chili, but to me that always seems more like a sauce. Yeah, it's and that like a large number of the chilies in this cook-off were like that. They were just like a sort of like a meat paste. Hmm. Um, often also like just crazy spicy, which is yeah. not a thing that I really like to rock in my chili. Yeah, I'm all for uh, a little bit of heat that you can still, it like the flavor still comes through. But when you get to just, let's see how much pain we can cram into this thing, eh. And I did the thing that I always do, which is like fuck around and fall asleep with it still cooking on high in the hmm. crock pot. Uh, you know, and then in the next morning, I'm like, oh man, I hope this isn't just a charred wreck. But it's like, oh nope, this is actually real fucking good. Yeah, because the crock pot knows what's up. 
Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, I like it. I like a crock pot. I, I think I'm kind of. I think I'm kind of cheating by using cans of beans. Oh, I do that. You too. know. I'll, a lot of the flavor, I think, in the chili that I make is afforded to it by the fact that I use ranch-style beans, which come in a sauce with a bunch of ingredients in it already. Hmm. You know? Are you... I think we've had this conversation before, but are you are you one of those guys that doesn't think that ranch-style beans are the perfect food? I don't think I know what ranch-style beans are. They come in a black can that says ranch-style beans in white. Sure. Uh, letters. They are, I think they're pinto beans uh, in in a just sort of a savory juice. Hmm. It's not like the, the oily water that kidney beans come in. We I dump that just, stuff out uh, and just put the beans in the chili, but the ranch-style beans, I actually, I just pour the entire can I always end up just using a can of black beans drained and a can of kidney beans drained. Ranch style beans, huh? Who knew? Who knew how they were doing it down on the ranch? I made a crock pot thing for dinner today. It was delicious. What was it? Uh, you, uh... They called it a beef bourguignon, but I don't know if it really is. And maybe the same way that my beef stroganoff is actually just a ghetto arrangement of of flavors to approximate a thing that actually is better than the thing it's approximating. But uh, the recipe is you like you cook six or seven pieces of bacon and then you roll beef in flour, like chunks of beef, and cook those in the bacon grease for a little bit. Then you saute some onions in the bacon grease for a little bit. And then you crumble up the bacon with the beef, the onions, potatoes, carrots and mushrooms in the crock pot and pour like half a bottle of red wine in it. Okay. And then just let it crock, you know, for five or six hours. And like the wine all, the alcohol cooks off the wine and just leaves this delicious beef stewish residue. Fantastic. I mean, that just sounds kind of like beef stew, right? Yeah, absolutely. Although what makes it, what makes it bourguignon? I think the wine. The fact that it's made by Amy Adams. Yeah, makes it a bourguignon. And then you have to whine about it and be a bitch. It's beef burgundy. Uh, what do you what What do you call uh, stroganoff that you think is a is a facsimile, an improved facsimile of what real stroganoff is? And what is real stroganoff? Yeah, that I the one time I had real stroganoff, I just thought this doesn't taste like a thing that's made out of like the sauce for the stroganoff we make is. The cream of mushroom soup, sour cream, um, soy sauce, Worcestershire sauce, and then onions, mushrooms, and cubes of beef cooked in that, and then served over egg noodles. Okay. But apparently, that's just like a thing that you do when you're poor, because all those ingredients are fairly cheap. I don't know that. I mean, is it a thing that you do when you're poor, or is it a thing that you do when you're a, like a Midwestern American? I think that. The like had it at home. can the can of condensed cream of mushroom soup as an ingredient is definitely like a a factor in Midwestern cooking. Sure, like the green green bean casserole made with that is kind of it is sort of cheating, I guess. But I that is I, one of my favorite. At one point, eat, got a recipe and made beef stroganoff from scratch, and. 
I think it was okay. I mean, it was more or less just like beef, noodles, and sour cream is what it takes to be beef stroganoff. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, and a lot of although my most like. of my experience with beef stroganoff is just hamburger helper beef stroganoff, hmm. which is I guess another like I never associated hamburger helper with poor people, but apparently that's a thing. I didn't either, but I didn't know that my family was poor growing up. Yeah, I guess that's also I also did not know that about my family. Like I'm learning as I get older just how desperate things got in the night household every now and again. And it's interesting. Like, I had no idea. I knew that, like, I couldn't have anything that I wanted just because I wanted it. But that was also kind of part of the ethos that I was getting was, you don't ever want to have everything you want when you want it. I mean, come on. Right, because then you have nothing to look forward to. Right. Yeah, I mean, I remember learning the story of how we, for a brief period of time, ended up living in like a more or less abandoned cabin that my grandpa had bought huh. and that just fell into disrepair and like just you know in between ability to rent a place to live hmm. when I, when I was a kid and how how like horrible my parents felt about themselves because I got scabies as a result of sleeping in that place and, wow. and how that was just like, all right, fuck, that, that was like their sort of wake up call for, all right, it's time to make sure there is always a place for our kid to sleep. Yeah. It doesn't have, that doesn't have fucking scabies on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a, you know, that's a kind of a desperation move, right? Yeah. I feel like, yeah. I mean, I probably, I probably thought it was an adventure. It probably was an adventure. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I continued to eat Hamburger Helper for a while as an adult because it was just like, well, yeah, it tastes good. You know, this is like yeah. a bunch of noodles and salt and it requires, you know, it's probably that like cake mix thing. They probably built it so that it requires more preparation than it would technically actually need. Right. Because then you feel like you're still cooking. There was definitely um a period of maybe a month where I switched over from only buying like the Zatarans rice and beans and hamburger helper and the like frozen things that you just throw into a skillet and cook to buying fresh ingredients and cooking them. I think that switch over happened pretty quickly and pretty decisively. It was right around the time that I moved in with my wife, but I never really got to like by the time I would have reached that point I like also got to where I could afford to just eat out most of the time <laughs> and uh, it's yeah I don't know it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's a question of like because cooking if all you're eating is like rice and pinto beans then yes cooking is hells of cheaper than eating out but if you act if you want good ingredients and you value your time, uh -huh. it very quickly becomes a much closer value proposition than I always thought of it as. I think I was just sort of conditioned to think like, oh, cooking is cheaper. And I guess it technically is, but I would rather work late and eat at a restaurant than go home early or, or like spend, like hours spent 
shopping for groceries are like just hours of anguish for me. Hmm. And I don't want to do it. I mean, I just like, I will occasionally get in the mood to make some specific thing. And so I can just do like a sort of like, I will parachute into the grocery store, get everything and hit the extraction point before anybody knows I'm there and then make a pot of chili. But it's, there's, uh, there's got to be a grocery store around you that delivers. Really? Is that a thing? Yeah. I mean, there are several in the, in like a 10 mile radius from me. So part of it is uh, there are, there are a lot of things that I don't know. I don't know what this is. I don't know if it is like a, a significant deficiency in my ability to interact with the world. I, I think that it is. I, I don't think that it's a thing that I could do if I tried it, things like understanding what kind of clothes I should be wearing, you know, or or just like staying on top of having things repaired or bills being paid and stuff like it, getting the mail. You know, there are there are certain things that if I, I, I feel like I would never know where anything was if I had not habituated myself to these just kind of effortless systems that I have for keeping track of shit. Huh. Right? Like, the reason that I always know where my keys are, the reason that I never, ever lose my keys is because I never, ever take them out of my pants. Right. And you never, ever change your pants. Yeah. That, well, that's part of it. Right, but, it, like, I see, like, like, Kevin and Roy, they don't like sitting on their wallets. And so every time they sit in a chair... They take their wallet out of their pocket and put it on a surface near where they're sitting. Oh Christ! I would be buying a new wallet twice. No, a I week. know exactly. If I if I did that, I would. I just wouldn't be able to like drive or ever buy anything because there would never be a point where I wasn't waiting for another driver's license and debit card to show up in the mail. Right. And I and like I don't. So I mean, what I did when I got sick of like wearing out the pockets in the back of my pants was I started keeping my wallet in my front pocket. Hmm. You know, so uh, now I just don't, I don't keep anything in my back pocket except a cigar cutter. And that doesn't, then I get the cool, uh, it's like the sophisticated version of the can of chew circle in your back pocket. Right. It's like, oh, that looks like a weird oval. What is that? Oh, get out of here. You're not allowed to smoke cigars in here. But I, so the idea of having a refrigerator full of food and knowing how viable each of the items of food in the refrigerator are for consumption is 100% beyond my ken. It's not like, that hard. A refri- that's what, but that's, you know, you say that and people do it. Everybody, arguably almost everyone who does not live like the world's oldest tween can, can, can get a handle on that shit, right? But my, my refrigerator is a receptacle which slowly fills up with condiments and leftover containers until the maybe five times a year events where I throw away almost the entire contents of my refrigerator. Mm. But if I, if I, like when I bought stuff to make chili, I thought, you know, I will want to make chili again sometime later this year. And so I bought an extra thing of tomato juice and some extra cans of beans, right? Because I knew, all right, if I buy another onion, 
or another clove of garlic, there's no way those are going to last. The onion will do that thing. Remember that onion at the office? Were you there for that? No, but I've seen some bad onions in my time. We were trying to figure out where uh, Xenophobe's cat had pissed because it was very obvious that the kitchen just reeked of cat piss and we were trying to find it. And what it turned out to be was a bag on top of the refrigerator that had once contained an onion, but now contained some black ammonia scented liquid. All right. There was once an onion that was pretty gross. So I bought some, I bought some extra cans of beans and I, and you know, I, I, I've got a freezer full of beef just cause that my grandpa kills cows faster than I can eat them. Yeah. It's a real problem. Uh, and when I went to put the, 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 the tomato juice in the, cupboard in the pantry I found that I had done that at some point when I made some chili in 2009 <laughs> and put some, ex- some extra big bottles of tomato juice in the, in the pantry and so I got to pour out some many years expired tomato juice I like I don't understand and, and maybe maybe it is like there is, a, there is a passage that my dad cited to me where, as a, as a way of, like, making fun, I think, of abstract intellectualism, Sherlock Holmes says to someone, presumably Watson, don't tell me shit like the Earth revolves around the sun rather than vice versa, because that is wasting useful real estate in my memory right there could be something that was actually relevant to something that i was trying to accomplish right for me to spend that cognitive energy on and i and and i don't know i am either incapable or just unwilling to spend the amount of mental effort that it takes to keep track of how old some food is but it's so easy to tell if your food is fit for your consumption or not it is it yeah I mean, can you just basically trust if it smells gross or makes you throw up that it's unfit? Yeah, I mean, like, an onion... Like, any kind of fruit or produce is going to have really obvious signs that it's gone off. Sure. Any kind of dairy product is going to have... is going to be pretty obvious. Meat can be kind of iffy because sometimes aged beef just smells like it's gone bad a little bit when you buy it, but... I, you know, just err on the side of caution if the thing's been in your fridge for a while. I mean, I guess here's a question. If you buy, like, some sliced turkey from the deli at the grocery store, and then it sits in your refrigerator for a month, and then you eat it, would it hurt you? It might make you throw up. Really? Turkey, I actually stopped buying turkey because it starts to smell, like, sulfurous, sulfurous, Hmm. and in a couple of days and I'm sure that it's still good to eat but it just smells like shit so, so yeah I just quit with that and roast there are a number of things I guess that I now have the experience with that I have learned so like I, I mean I cook I don't I do, I do not cook but I, I make lunch every day out of groceries at the office right I do not go out to lunch anymore basically I mean, I guess on the weekends I still go out to lunch, but when I'm when I'm traveling, also I will, you know. But I I have slowly expanded my repertoire. I haven't really expanded it; it's just sort of migrated 
uh, of, of things that I buy at the grocery store. We go once a week, get groceries, and then more or less eat it all in a week. Mm-hmm. And there is a single shelf in the refrigerator, most of which is filled with crap that Riff has put in there because I think he has basically the same thing that I have, right? right. Where the refrigerator just becomes a, a, a repository for waste. It's just like a, it's like a more expensive trash can that you don't have to deal <laughs> with quite as often. Right, right. Uh, so I have a single shelf that is like six inches tall that is the food that I have to keep track of. And I am more or less capable of doing that but an entire refrigerator and a freezer, like fuck that. And I guess there, like maybe a quarter of the things that I buy at the grocery store every week go bad before I use them. And that's, I think that's actually beating the average that uh, for people buying shit and putting them and putting it in their fridge. But um, I don't know, like over the past two or three years I've just gotten into a these are the base ingredients that I can combine pretty quickly to make some stuff so like you know chicken thighs chicken breasts some kind of some cut of beef and some kind of pork and like eight kinds of noodles and a bunch of cheese and then fruits and vegetables and yeah it's pretty easy to to go shopping it takes like 45 minutes in the grocery store and then Takes me about half an hour to make dinner. See, whereas I, I don't think that I have ever cooked any pork because I am I am just terrified of putting myself in a position where I am responsible for taking raw pork and making it safe to eat. I don't even like cooking chicken for that reason because it is it is much harder to tell when it is safe to eat. Really, with pork, I just have fucking no idea. Well, Which is why, like, is, I, like uh, re- literally all of the meat that I cook is beef, because you can just eat it raw. Pork is pink when it's not cooked and gray when it is cooked. You know? The end. That is, the, I, so it's possible that this is just a color deficiency issue with me then, because fuck if I can look at something when there's a part of my brain saying... If you don't guess what color this is, it could kill you. But it just prevents me from ever being certain. I don't think that pork can... Like, the pork you get at a supermarket could kill you anyway. You don't think so? I think we're pretty much past the... What is it? The disease? Is it it trichinosis that you get? Yeah, hypertrichosis. (laughs) Like, you're past the growing a whole bunch of hair because you eat some pork. Yeah, I think think it's it's okayer than... Than you would think it is. Yeah, I mean, like you could always. So, I also just don't really like. I like pork chops is one of the things that my my mom is is a good cook, and I liked almost everything that she cooked as I was growing up. But there were a handful of things that I just couldn't. I, that I just was like, this is awful. Like it is, and and I think it's a pretty good bet that those are just things that I don't like because I don't think that my mom was just bad at making three specific things. Right. Like biscuits and gravy, fuck biscuits and gravy. Uh, that is, the, uh, uh, pork chops. It like it's just like this is not very good. It's just it's like dry and you know maybe maybe some pork chops aren't dry if they're cooked. Dry. Maybe she is just bad at cooking pork chops. I don't know. 
pork chops Nobody always else came out dry for me and growing up too, and that's why I only eat the ribs now. Yeah. And, and the bacon part of the pork. I mean, that's not... I'm not getting down on bacon at all. I don't even, I don't even like cooking bacon because it's like... It's... I, I can never do it consistently, and I, I just... I don't want to waste a bunch of bacon. Mm. Trying to cook it. I don't know. I don't understand how my mom... I mean, I guess because she just cooks a lot more bacon than I do. Also, I think she primarily microwaves bacon at this point. I used to. And then the wife said that she wouldn't eat it that way. And so, for a while, every time I made bacon, I had her come over and tell me when to flip it. Mm. So now I at least know how to make it to specifications that are pleasing to me and my wife. I don't really like cooking stuff that creates a lot of splattered fat all over the stove and surfaces in the kitchen anyway. I enjoy the shit out of doing that. It's just hard to clean, and I don't like it. Yeah. You're uh, you're a tightly wound fella. I mean, it's not like I'm like... No, I I don't think you're Howard Hughes in his later days or anything, but you do certainly have a a subset of things that they get to you more than they get to some people. I was amazed at at your putting gas in the car lecture. Say say that again? I was amazed at the the putting gas in your car rant. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. The reason reason that I get so worked up about that... Yeah, man. (laughs) The reason that I get so... and, And you know what? Your theory that it is just that the gas pumps in Arizona suck, I was reminded of that every time there was some fucking bullshit that went down when I tried to get gas on this road trip, which involved me visiting gas stations all over this great land of ours. That is the reason that I get so worked up about that is because, honestly, most things that I have decided that I don't like, I have just fashioned a life where I don't have to deal with them. Sure. Right? And so it's I, I can live, you know, because I am hung up on... I don't think it's safe for me to cook pork rather than overcoming that. I'll just be like, you know what? I'm just not going to cook any pork. And I'm pretty sure that I can live a full life and not really be missing out because I don't cook a pork loin. I'll get pork at a restaurant because then it's like somebody else's problem. I'd rather have somebody else's. I would rather have a stranger's pubes on my pork than be responsible for rendering it safe on my own. But getting gas is just not a thing I can avoid. Fair Although, I mean, that could be part of why I I just constantly experience the siren call of living in a place where you can just walk everywhere that you need to go. True. Is because part of me understands how much happier I would be if I didn't have to make the infrequent trips to the gas station that I'm forced to make. So it's either San Francisco or New Jersey where they will pump your gas for you every time. Oh, Oh, that is an option I had not even considered. Yeah, you're not allowed to pump your own gas in New Jersey. I remember it being like an optional thing when I was a kid. They you know, were, there was always uh, the self-service yeah. island and the full-service island. Uh, when we drove up there that one time back in the day and went to the gas station and I got out and like opened the side and grabbed the pump handle and Amplitude was like, Shit, what are you doing? Like, I'm gonna pump gas? No, you can't. That's a volatile chemical. Like these guys are trained; they will pump it for you. And yeah, you just have to wait for a dude to come pump it. It's like wow. You know, that what, that is why the rest of the country is always on fire. You know what's weird though is like 
you can understand why relative to everything else that is realistically just as safe as random people being allowed to pump their own gas and yet is is regulated to the point where we don't let people do it i think there like, are plenty of it is a it is though. a weird outlier yeah but I, I think there are plenty of safeguards to make it so you know if you do it wrong you don't light things on fire yeah <laughs> because people they're, are they're... people are dumb you know but the world is not on fire Ah, man, when we we pulled in to some random rest stop in, or not a rest stop, just like, just an exit in Albuquerque looking for a gas station, and we pulled into a gas station, and there were some, like, just straight out of Breaking Bad, just, like, dirt bags in a car, just both of them smoking cigarettes and dangling the cigarettes out the window at this gas station. Yeah. And I thought man, do I say something to these people and definitely get set on fire by them after they hit me over the head and drive me out of the desert and burn me alive? Or do I just pump gas and leave? Because if... I think it's probably not actually unsafe to smoke a cigarette while you're pumping gas. It's not a great idea, but it seems like it's... I mean, it seems like you could probably do it every time you got gas for your entire life and almost certainly not cause any problems. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, it's one of those things that it's just, it's kind of, I honestly believe that if cars and internal combustion engines had not been invented until now and somebody proposed, hey, I got an idea. Let's establish this this industry and a means of transportation where, and then they just described automobile transport. There is no way that that would be legal, right? You know, I was surprised. Uh, we were out driving with a buddy of ours, and he rolled up to the gas pump and left his engine running while he gassed up his car. And he said, "Yeah, they tell you to turn off your engine. I never do that shit." Like, well... I mean, again, This probably. has to be less dangerous than we've been led to believe. Yeah. If shit like that is going to fly. Because for a long time, I wouldn't even pull my cell phone out while I was getting gas. Because somebody told me that there was a possibility you could have a spark and just go up in flames. Yeah, and I mean, it says that on stickers on the pump. Yeah. A lot of the time. Although I think on Mythbusters, they tried to make it happen with a variety of cell phones and couldn't do it on purpose. <laughs> I mean, this this is why I, I sort of worry. Like, I think there is a lot of promise in the idea of self-driving cars. And, you know, not that that tech is necessarily ready for prime time, but it certainly could be pretty soon. Right. But I think that the first time... I mean, and I've said this before, the first time a little kid gets run over by a self-driving car, even though more little kids get run over per car by cars being driven by dudes, right. it's gonna, it's just going to spark a panic that makes them illegal. Uh-huh. You know, like everything, every dangerous, useful thing that came about before the age of panicked Outrage and everyone instantly finding out about every horrible thing that happened. Right. Uh, those are the ones we get to keep, and <laughs> all of the innovative, dangerous, useful things are just 
you know, if self-driving cars are outlawed, only outlaws won't be driving cars. <laughs> um, would you mind uh, taking an early break so that I can piss and get a beer, and then we can uh, have a little longer to get through this uh, big old heap and help and questions? Yep, I'm down. Uh, we've got, I've got uh, 15 minutes and 30 seconds, maybe, of music. All right. And we're back. Hey. Hey. Hey, you just typed hey and then said hey. I did, yeah. It's, I, I always, I have to struggle every time I come back to the goddamn computer to figure out how to get Skype back to the screen where I can send you a fucking I am. Yeah, they've taken to hiding that functionality, which is the only functionality you really want. And, yep. Uh, yeah. I've always thought it slightly weird that you would need uh, like a text chat in addition to your audio chatting client. But for stuff like what we're doing, it makes sense. But what is everybody else using it for? Yeah, certainly. Uh, I don't know. Now, uh, when I'm not looking at you, you just cover up all of the uh, sort of navigation elements on my window. Yeah, because the important thing is making the static picture of my face as big as possible. Uh, yeah, and uh, and to show some ads. Yeah. Uh, shall we? Uh, shall we dig into this forum thread wherein questions for today, Monday, November nineteenth, radio are asked? Sounds good to me. Wax says. Thank you for all the blatant dick jokes. I particularly liked hard cock and its description. It's not hard cock, it's dick cock. Do we want to do we want to talk about that at I mean, all? We can do it briefly. I would say though you you sold me out slightly in that thread. Or was it in the chat when you said the I never said the cock should be black? That was in your notes for me. Oh, was for it? That item. Yeah. Make oh, it, sorry. Make it black if you think you can get away with it, I think, was what you said. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> uh, okay, sure. I, I think I I had initially spindled it as thick black cock, but I was worried not that that would be too offensive, but that it would somehow be racist. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, I, you know, they don't, black folks don't like you rubbing it in their faces that they have bigger dicks than you do. Yeah. Uh, they do like rubbing their big dicks in your faces, though. Yeah. It's weird yeah, so, how many faces I have. I am, you know, I feel like it's been a pretty reasonable level of discourse about this stuff. And I also, I kind of think that maybe there is something to C.D. Moyer's theory that the only thing that actually has caused this feeling of distaste is that particular effect description for the well-lubed. Right. Because it's weird. Like, Val, who is... You know, a good barometer for stuff like this. It, it keeps talking about how the particular combination of sex and violence in this content is what is rubbing some people the wrong way. <laughs> but but I can't find any. Right? And right. and I and no and nobody can seem to point to any because it's it to me, like the joke in the stuff that's actually happening in those combats is that despite the way that everything is named, the actual writing goes out of its way to be significantly cleaner than average for this game. Yeah, it is incredibly literal. 
and, and has nothing to do with like somebody said in our uh, in the dev channel like well I mean some of the enemies like the way that's described they're basically just fucking you to death yeah like, and that, that's not true at all I mean, so we we cannot sit here and say like, yes, this isn't suggestive, right? Because that it it, no. it is meant it is meant to be. That's the guy. You know, you you told me like, oh man, are you sure about this? And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> yes, basically the that, that is, is basically the decision making process for whether this went in or not. And sorry. <laughs> You know, like at the time when we would have had a conversation about that, I was pissed off about something else. And so we didn't get to have the conversation. And so, you know, we just we moved forward on it. And honestly, I was a little bit I I was apprehensive about the stuff that Riff put in, which was the drops, which is like I, I, I want to make it clear that. By no means is there something wrong with somebody saying they don't like this stuff. Right. You know, I think that there were some people said some mean shit in there. Some people some people jumped on some specific points of your defense, which was inevitable. You know, but I, like I think we're all cool, you know? Like yeah. I don't think that there's any big deal going on. I don't think anybody has said anything that they need regret. Right. And, I, I, you know... I felt bad that someone felt my initial thing where I said, I understand that if you have some, like, sexual trauma in your past, maybe some of this is going to be a little much, but it seems like we... We're not deliberately playing off that, and surely, like, we can still make jokes about sex. And somebody took that as, you would have to have something wrong with you to take offense with this stuff. Right, but I mean... Which that I is, then clarified, that is because that is like not what I meant level, at all. That is a, just a troll-level misunderstanding. Right? I, I mean, I it think was... that was honest. That, that wasn't one of the dipshits who are, uh, who are only Erich, basically. It, it, I, I, that honestly, like, that post... That, that particular, like, exchange that I sort of started with that guy who was like, you know, when, when Jamili came in and said, like, yeah, you know, it's okay. For, like, that we're all just talking here. Yeah. He was like, finally, so finally an admin acknowledges that this is okay. And I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Like, no. Uh, you know, I, so I think that conversation just started from a position of somebody who had an axe to grind and when you have an axe to grind, you're you're in like you're in rhetoric mode instead of communication mode. Yeah. You know, so you're you're going to you're going to interpret everything in the in the harshest possible light, and, unless something is presented like, look, no, you, we're talking here, right? Something that you cannot possibly misinterpret unfavorably. Right. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I think the discussion is going well, and we would probably be fine to do nothing with it. I I would still be about having a parallel version of that zone. If it's not too hard to code, like it would be pretty easy to write. Yeah, everybody in dev said 
that would just come across as a fuck you to the people who don't like this content and well, to be, I, not I, the way that I, I'm going I, to write I said it. That. I, I don't, Several I don't people were with it. you on that though, and I, I can see a way of doing that that would be that way, but that was not what I had in mind. Okay. I still think that um, would be neat, but I also agree that kind of nothing would be fine. Yeah, I mean, we certainly shouldn't do that before Crimbo or the content familiar, and so I have a feeling what's going to happen is that we're just going to forget about it. Um, but, you know, it, I, I don't think it would be that... Uh, like, there's a part of me that's like, well, we don't need to do this, and it is also any amount of effort to implement. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it's not, you know, it's it's not insurmountable, like... It's you know, and I, when I say it's not insurmountable, I mean it's not even more than a couple hours work for me. In addition to the writing, right? Because right? I mean, do, would well, would the art need to change? I don't think so. Okay, I, I imagine the orcs look exactly like the orcs do. Yeah. I would. Uh, I did revise the well lubed weapon effect today. Okay, good. And made that because I, I, like I was going to, I was going to recommend doing that if somebody didn't do it of their own accord. Yeah, and like as much as I am, I'm having trouble understanding a lot of this. That one I had doubly more trouble understanding, but people were very adamant about it. It's like, well, Jesus, if, if we somehow made it seem like we're at like describing a violent sex act then of course you know whether I think that that's what it is or not I can change it yeah I, the, you know the thing that always comes up in these conversations is you know what really you're upset about this sex thing but not about this much worse violence thing that's over there and that argument just doesn't go anywhere right like yeah. everyone knows that the culture is fucked up in its approach to those things. Like every, I, well, well, okay. Here's a question: Is this my is this my fatalism about social change that leads me to believe that there's just no point in talking about that? Yeah. Right. Because I mean, this is. I remember having this conversation in a German class in college where we did not understand there was a comic there was like a one panel comic that was excerpted in the textbook and this kid was in trouble for watching TV late at night and we couldn't figure out why hmm. and it was because there was like there was a crosshair on the television which indicated that he was watching something violent and that's why his parents were upset with him yeah. and we were like Oh, see the American version of that comment. There would have been like a naked lady on the screen, and the teacher was like, "What?" You know, and it's like it's 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 cliche to compare us unfavorably to the rest of the civilized world, specifically because we are okay with violence and not with sex, right? And and I I don't think. I don't think that discussing it, especially discussing it in in a context where people are already riled up about something, is worth doing. I, I think that I think that just is what it is, and it's it's bewildering to me. But it's I don't think we can fix it. Yeah, like you, it, it's I think it's good to bring up just to cause that little bit of dissonance that might make somebody go, yeah, that is kind of weird. 
and maybe on down the line that leads to some social change but yeah I I have learned that you can't argue people out of being offended I you know I I said things in our defense like but there's already this stuff in here we were very very careful to only make the jokes in the title and you know and just kind of defend the whole process but I'm not going to argue anybody out of being offended yeah I mean if it if it made sense it if it if it were rational it wouldn't be emotional right yeah and and it is and it is emotional so you can't use you can't use reason in as much as that is my approach to all emotional problems is to try and use reason to solve them because that's how I solve my emotional problems <laughs> that doesn't work on other people you know and it's and it's futile to try Let me see what you did here. Yeah, okay. I figured the thing that was wrong with that description is it had another innuendo in the in the thing. Although I guess the uh, the calc has the the thing about it being black, and then the the L is silent, but it's also snickering. Yeah, I don't know. I it's, mean, it's just I, weird. It's weird for me to think. That somebody who didn't quit the game as soon as they saw the muff, or the or the bush, or the diving muff in the sea, is offended by any of this because to me is that is that well I mean you didn't necessarily have to see the diving muff right? Right. is that really did you think that that was over the over the line in some way? Well, it's like it references a sex act, right? So people who say we've never done that before are just wrong about that. But I mean, in a way that I, I mean, I guess it does. In a way, that, like I just don't think of. I I honestly am not at all sure that Knob Goblin is was conceived as meaning as being like a like a joke about oral sex. I don't think that it was. No, I, I think I thought that was more of an alliteration thing. Yeah, I mean, it like, because that came from Crack Rocks. I'm like, where do the goblins live? Oh, they live in a place called Cobb's Knob. Ah, huh, that sounds like a dick. But it did not occur to me that the fact that they were knob goblins meant that they gobbled knob. Okay. Right? That, yeah. And, you know, so people pointing at that and saying, well, look, here's an oral sex joke right in the beginning. But, like, well, not really. And I guess Diving Muff is... Yeah, I don't know. But the people it's, are saying, like, this is an order of magnitude different because there are so many jokes all gathered together. Like, people said it's because it's so male-centric, which I thought was weird. Because it's describing sex acts. Generally, women are involved in heterosexual sex acts. Like, if you're getting laid. If you're laying some pipe... If you're uh, screwing or nailing, yeah, I mean the jacker a- is you know well said. But so the overwhelming majority of people playing KOL now, the hole in the sky was already there when they got here, hmm. right? And I and I think that maybe there is a there is an increased density of that stuff in this particular area because they 
the monsters are there, which, you know, it is not any, it is just not any different than, it is, I guess, I mean, references to acts instead of just genitals. Yeah, I guess. But, but the, the hit messages aren't any worse. They're, they're, they are, in fact, less suggestive because they are explicitly non-suggestive. They're less suggestive by far than some of the Hole in the Sky ones. Or just some of the just random everywhere else in the game ones, and I mean this. This again, this sounds this sounds like being defensive, but I'm I am trying to just do an objective analysis of the thing and figure out, like it is, it is I think important to understand why this upset some number of people, mm-hmm. so that we will better understand the audience that we're serving and how they are going to feel about stuff, right? Sure. And I, I I do think that a lot of it was about that particular effect description, right? Yeah. And, and I don't think that, you know, please, for fuck's sake, nobody white knight us and say, see what you made them do, changing that effects description. Please, nobody say, oh, I can't believe you sold out to those whiners and changed this effect description, right? Like, just, just don't. Yeah. Like, like, the the number of times that we get we get vigorously defended by someone whose defense I would rather not have is, you know, not huge but not zero. Yeah, and there were already people trying to dredge up the Rufy debate and talk about how we should never have changed that and eh. it that one no I it, it we are not doing that shit again. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry, it, God. it's not. It is not worth talking about. We talk. We spent. We spent too much energy on that. It is not a big deal. Eh, man. <clears throat> that it, it, in in retrospect, every every tempest in every teapot just seems so silly. Hmm. You know, and, and, and you know, when it's not to. It is not to belittle it by calling it a tempest in a teapot. It is indicating that this game is a fucking teapot, if yeah. anything, right? And it's short, stout, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm, so, I'm looking at the monsters and their descriptions. I mean, we have a character who has an axe in this zone, and he does not make an axe wound joke in his attack, right? Yeah. Mm. I, I like I went out of my way to not offend anybody, but you know apparently my barometer is broken because for some people just referring to sex acts in this like joking juvenile I suppose way is never going to be okay. Like I don't know, it's funny. Every single one of us is the product of a sex act. Yeah, I mean that—that that is, uh, I, and I also think the actual content of it is kind of immaterial in the, in a literal sense because it's not. That's not what this is about, you know. Mm-hmm. It, the people who are like, ah, oh, you've really sunk to a juvenile level of humor here. It like, the fact that this is a new thing doesn't stop it from being, a tiny fraction of a percent of the stuff that we've done. Mm. You know, and to be fair, this is as suggestive as I imagined that we would ever get. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess, 
I don't know, would I have said that about the most suggestive thing prior to this? Probably not. Hmm. Eh, you know. There, you know, in, in just like, oh, oh, remember that throwaway joke that we made about how the smut orcs live at the bottom of this of this chasm? What would smut orcs be like? Oh, <laughs> yeah, wood, because maybe you built a bridge and there's like wood and... The, I, the thing that grosses me out the most is the messy butt joint, and that one was yours. Right. I couldn't think of another suggestive fastener to have. Yeah, no, me neither. That's why That's why I had it as a placeholder and I just assigned it to you. Yeah, nobody likes a messy butt joint. The, one of the weird things that people talked about was the smutwork pervert and, like, hating the fact that the best strategy is going to be to encounter him over and over because apparently pervert for a lot of people automatically means like a a sex offender it's like I remember calling other people perverts and being called pervert all the time it's just somebody who's got a dirty mind is a pervert yeah I mean I think it just means and his attacks are doing the same thing that everybody else does while laughing you know, because yep. he knows. Yeah, I mean, that is like... Uh, so to me, a pervert... The word pervert just means basically everyone, right? It, it's like <laughs> someone someone with a non-standard sexual proclivity. And I feel like if we've learned anything since the 60s is that there is not much of anything that could be considered a standard sexual proclivity right so it i mean it's i it it is sort of like a meaningless it is a derogatory term that is so vague as to be meaningless Mm. but i don't know maybe apparently and like maybe just in the uk among folks over there they were saying that that you would describe like the guy with the van that says green like free candy on the side as a pervert well, Which I guess we, you would. You would I guess but. he is one, but like you wouldn't describe the guy who you know, like you wouldn't describe me at a meet as a pervert. You would describe the guy who's like trying to rape people as a pervert. Right. Where I would characteristically, I would characteristically describe you as a pervert for spanking people. Yeah, and I would take zero offense for being described. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I don't know why you had to draw all their heads as dicks. I mean, there was enough. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's like, let's line up all these things that don't look like dicks and say, hey, why'd you draw this dick? I I felt bad for you when they said that. I I understood exactly what you were trying to do. Draw the jaw that's square and the teeth that come out. And it didn't occur to me that any trapezoid with rounded corners looks like a dick. I think Apple also patented the trapezoid with rounded corners, so we can't draw those anymore. Ah, shit. Wack continues, will Lars the Siberian become the next Uncle Crimbo? Mm. What a strange idea. Uh, Jake, it's been a few weeks. Have you read any Pratchett books? I'd love a luggage familiar. <laughs> the pair of stomping boots would have been perfect for that. Uh, no? No. I have not. I, uh, since I have been reading Neil Stevenson's Reamd, I have had precious little energy to spend on any other book. I'm so close. I'm like probably 50 pages from the end of that book, though. It's good. 
Uh, Boris is a class. Can I go Boris for class act? No, Mr. Skullhead, I finally thought of a question that you were best qualified to answer. In, I believe, Crimbo 2009, the Penguins apparently won. I wasn't very active at the time, and I was wondering two things. One, how close was it between Penguins winning and Elves winning? Two, what would have happened if the Crimbo Elves won? I remember that it wasn't particularly close. Yeah, it really was not. His people got wind that one set of drops was quote-unquote better than the other. So, yeah. Yeah, we were accused of rigging the game. I mean, like, in my being angry about that, I said that we had the other thing, the other side of it completely written, which was hyperbole, which was to say a lie. They were, but, but they were as they were as written as each other at a point, nigh unto the end, right? I mean, that's just sort of how we operate. Yeah, we're doing a much better job this year. Fucking it, Crimbo is like, it's in the the big red bag. That's where yep. it is. Sorry, I mean uh, it, is not, it is not. It is not done. It is. That's the problem oh, sorry, that we're going to have until between now and December first is continually reminding ourselves that it is not done. Yeah, because it feels so done, but it's not done. I mean, I like I have just committed to making some meaningful progress on it every day. Whether that is like specifically assigning some more stuff to you that that needs to get done, or doing some art, spindling some of the stuff, or whatever, you know, it's it, like it's we're gonna be fine. Now, and to answer your question, if the Crimble Elves won. We would have just continued writing the story in that vein instead, and it would have been a different story. None of that stuff gets planned too far in advance because we do have the ability to, you know, just look at it and let our brains spit something out, and it tends to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's important to stay agile because that keeps it fun for us. Right. Uh, what's your favorite thing you've seen people complain about, about which you've seen people complain? Where did that come from? The end of whack question. Erich says, multi-use 111 skeletons still on the table. I, there are a lot of people who would be pretty happy if we did something with that. Like, basically the ability to fight the Skulldozer without having to have the garden. Yeah, um, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not averse to it. So, at some point... Someone will remind me of that when I have when I'm in that mode where I'm looking for something to do but don't have anything specific on deck, and then I will, I will make that happen. Boy, I got the shit uh, kicked out of me by uh, by the skull dozer the other day. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I knew that I could start that fight, but I didn't know how hard that fight was, so I just got one one hit killed by the kill dozer. Yeah, I don't remember how that fight even works. Chilled says, "Evening, gentlemen. Hope you enjoyed your month off the off the radio." Ah, uh, I mean, I what I was like last doing week, motherfucker. You know, yeah, I like having the radio show, and I always feel vaguely weird when it's not happening. Yeah, we did we we did a video games hot dog on a KOL show and a video games hot dog on Thursday, and then another video games hot dog this afternoon, hmm. and it was it was great. Did you uh, I did an advice hot dog uh, yesterday. Man, it's like fucking all podcasts up in this piece. Did you throw up the the Monday one that Matt and Adam and I did last week? 
I believe, yeah, I did. And then uh, you posted something in the forum the next day saying that you had just uploaded it and that I would post it soon, but it had already been uploaded and I had already posted it. Unless I fucked something up. Huh. Maybe I did. I'll, I'll listen to that after this and see if it's the right one. So, uh, I mean, com. there is November 12th is when you did that, right? Yeah. Because that wasn't us. Yeah, that show, that show is there. Cool. On the archive. And it is definitely you three guys. And always goddamn talking over the music when you go to break. So I can't, I can't edit it. Control those men at all. It's always you. I can't, can't control those men, meaning your mouth. Yeah, the, I can't control how many men are in my mouth at any given time or whether it's running. Uh, anyway, I'm glad I'm back in the saddle, although I'm about to fucking get my head hollowed out and be rendered unable to talk for however long. That, that may or may not be true. You can still talk when you get your tonsils taken out. Does it just hurt? Yeah. I've heard that the problem is eating, and that's why you are fucked up, is because you can't or don't want to eat. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking about just like getting a getting a horse syringe and some gravy, and just going straight into my stomach. Yeah. Uh, what was your rationale for making pretty flower consumables give fewer PvP fights per capacity than the snack bar? As it is, my pretty flowers just get sent to my girlfriend rather than getting used for PvP. Well, the rationale was that there were millions if not tens or hundreds of millions of them already out in the game and so it made sense based on their commonality that they would be the weakest member of a set that we were designing uh, so while we're retroactively playing with world event content how about those lollipop sticks from last crimbo becoming multi-usable uh, what's the best t-shirt you've ever owned and the best one that you own right now <sighs> huh you know, when I was in when I was in high school and after high school, I really enjoyed my uh, REM Starmy kitten shirt. Mm. It was just a shirt, just a like a dark gray shirt that said asterisk me kitten. Nice. I like that. I am um, typically just wear a bugbear shirt. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, that's the one that doesn't make me feel like the asshole who's in a band and wearing a shirt from his band. You'd think it would be the Gravy Fairy because you didn't draw that one. Yeah, but that I'm not going to wear a pink shirt, I don't think. It's purple. Yeah. yeah I don't know. That purple that's garish that's garish enough that for me it would feel like an affectation. Oh, I see. You know, Roy Roy will wear that shit and it's not an affectation. Sure. I think he is Roy, incapable Roy, of affectation. Roy Roy has a much more comfortable relationship with colors than I do. Right. You know, I tend to I, it was always it was always just like black t-shirts, but I've gravitated in the last like three or four years to just real kind of earth tone, you know, just a just a sort of a subdued. Although I did buy a pair of red pants, hmm. kind of on a whim. I don't know if I'm really a red pants kind of guy. Well, perhaps. What about you? I uh. The my favorite shirt of all time, and I still want to know where it went, and I mourn it, was the the T-shirt that we did for the play I was in junior year, I think, called "I'm Sorry the Bridge Is Out." You'll have to spend the night. And like they did the silk screening in the art department, 
and it was this huge, like, it's kind of shaped like the bat symbol, but compressed sideways, so it was really tall and skinny, and done in white, so it was just like this huge white bat symbol, and a wanted poster on it for in red ink for all of the main characters and eventually the red ink all wore off and it was just this kind of asphalt gray shirt that used to be black with this big white bat symbol on it and it yeah it was great so comfortable so stylish and uh lost it in one of the movies the trouble is once a shirt gets good it also has a bunch of holes in it and shit that one didn't. It was so sad. It just at some point it vanished, and I have no idea where. Uh, the current, my current favorite is one that I just got off of the internet. That's a uh, an Art Deco version of My Neighbor Totoro. So the the anime character, mm. and that's pretty. It. I've discovered that I'm kind of a sucker for Art Deco. Anything of nerdy obsession. And you just bought an Art Deco Doctor Who shirt, and I don't know why. It's kind of silly, but I like it. I now I now own two shirts that say Dungeons and Dragons in a parody of some product logo. So what do you have a Mountain Dew and a? Yeah, I have the Mountain Dew one, and then I bought one that was a Dunk just Dunkin' Donuts logo, except it just says Dungeons and Dragons in the Dunkin' Donuts font. Hmm. I don't like. I don't play Dungeons and Dragons. You know. I, <laughs> I, I am an enthusiastic consumer of, of their their products, but I don't... Like, I would not identify as a Dungeons & Dragons guy, and I don't know why I... Like, the the Mountain Dew one is just fucking perfect. Yeah. You know, and if, the, if there was a Cheetos one, that would be uh, that would be pretty great. Oh, man, you know what shirt I fucking love that I have now is that Millennium Falcon shirt that I got at Target. Oh, yeah. I don't, yeah. Know, if, I don't know if you've seen it. It's fucking great. It is it it is kind of like a distressed printing, like a blueprint of the Millennium Falcon in white ink on a kind of a heather red shirt. And I got it at Target for like six bucks, and I wish that I had bought ten of them because I love it. I'm also uh, fond of a shirt that an advice hot dog listener sent uh, from some event that her sorority had done, which is just a like primary yellow T-shirt with a black silhouette of a horse-drawn buggy on it that just says Gambier, Ohio. Huh. And it's, what like, it that feels kind of like an affectation. Wearing that shirt is kind of like, oh, check out this, this weird, absurd thing I found at a thrift store or whatever. But for whatever reason, just the, like, silhouette of a horse-drawn buggy. Hmm. Uh, and 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 the fact that there's a story behind it, like oh, we had this extra shirt left over from an event that we put on here. You like shirts, <laughs> like uh, you know, as opposed to like oh, I saw this and it was so lousy, I just had to have it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I like I'm I'm slowly establishing shirts in primary colors, uh, so that I can so that I can kind of branch out, you know. Right. Uh, Emily got me a shirt for Christmas and she gets mad that I don't wear it but it is a shirt it is a shirt that says you're handsome backwards so that you can see it in a mirror oh and I and, I mean God bless her for for the the sweet message of that but like the same reason so that girl uh, Joanna Mulder 
makes t-shirts and stuff and she's an advice hot dog fan and she sent us you know that shirt that front a lot has that is data and c3po making out uh-huh i i cannot wear that shirt in public every it's in my closet and i think should i wear that shirt today and i think no because i don't want to have the conversation that that shirt might prompt in some hillbilly at the grocery store like somebody assuming you're gay no somebody assuming that i am enthusiastic about the cause of gayness mm-hmm. i guess it it feels to me like that shirt has an agenda in the same way that the your handsome shirt feels like it is it feels like it is boastful huh right i mean it like I would not wear a shirt that said, I fucking rule. Right. I would not wear a shirt that had any profanity on it. I would not wear a shirt that was like, you know, ask me about freeing Tibet, because I don't, you know. Stop Mumia's execution? Yeah, I mean, I don't, it's not that I, it's not that I don't have a horse in the, in the, like, gay rights race because, you know, the bell tolls for thee, but eh, like, I just don't have a particular horse uh-huh. in it, and and I don't want to yeah, I don't know why won't I wear a shirt that seems to be enthusiastic about homosexuality hmm. and it, it honestly it kind of makes me feel like, am I an asshole? am I an asshole because I don't want to wear that shirt? right? Yeah. like, is there any reason not to wear that shirt? Well, it, I would not wear the I would not wear the t-shirt hell fuck you I'm Irish shirt even right. though I think it's funny how dare I wear this goddamn shirt in front of your fucking kids yeah, yeah. I mean it's I just like because the, the chances the chances that I would end up somewhere and somebody's grandma is there and they think wow that kid is wearing a shirt that says fuck on it I don't like that kid a kid <laughs> I mean, to somebody's grandma I guess I'm a kid like I just don't want to deal with it you know Mm. It's like I don't I don't want to wear a t-shirt that expresses something controversial, whether it's a thing that by all rights should be controversial or not. Right. Like It's a cool shirt though, and thanks. <laughs> anyway, Dead Dead says the badge of authority from the new level nine quest gives plus ten monster level but requires forty miss. On the other hand, the carnivore button gives fifteen and only requires ten minutes. What's up with that? I mean the level the level twelve one seems like it should require more than ten mist reasonably, so I'm that was probably just balanced according to some sane rubric as opposed to some bullshit pulling out of my ass thing. Uh Siron asks uh, for a chat command to put meat in and out of Hank's sense, you know. Not a bad idea. Kamul says, awesome job in the level nine revamp. Are there plans to keep going? Level ten revamp next? We were talking about that the other day. I need to figure out what I think needs to happen with that. Um, I might flesh out the castle a little bit, but the level, you know, the the part of it that's on the airship already pretty much works the way that I like stuff to work from a from a just a casual approach perspective. You know, it's just you just go there and you have some stuff unfold. Is there are there ways to speed up the airship? 
I mean, just regular non-con. I think they're. I think they're regular non-con. Actually, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Because if they aren't, they probably should be for for the new friendliness, right? I wouldn't. uh, I wouldn't be super averse to like maybe revisiting those for adding a little more of a narrative to it. Hmm. You know, because they're. I mean, they're. There isn't really like a story associated with it, right? Like you don't know that you're get you don't you don't know why you're getting them, right? Right? Like nobody nobody tells you that they need them first. Even just adding another non-combat where you meet Sid and he's like, "Oh fuck, I lost the Immateria, so my shit's all fucked." Faggot. <laughs> Fatty. We gotta Fatty keep the, we gotta keep the controversy train going. Right. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna rape you if you don't bring me these immateria. Yep. Cassandra Foss says, are there plans to have some future monster drop a hat called Beret? If not, are you ever gonna add a five-letter hat, and for that matter, a 21-letter headpiece, etc., so we can finally see the hilarious writing for getting the buff at the Mad Tea Party? Uh, you know, it'll probably happen. It wasn't like an intentional omission, it was just a weird thing. Yeah. Uh, Kren von Salzburg says, yep. "What kind of saddle are you back in? English, Western, pack, or kinky?" Uh, I'm in a side saddle, right? And you're um, in a saddle shoe. I'm in a, a set of saddle bags. Uh, and level nine says Mokume on behalf of hardcore fans many many thanks for the new back item I also want to give a big thumbs up for the interconnectivity of the three hills the fact that items in one area that are useful in another knits them together nicely yeah that that actually ended up coming together pretty well because those things were mostly done uh, before there was much in the way of interconnectedness and we sort of drew we drew a circle in each direction and it worked out pretty well the one thing that was kind of a stretch is the the the, dre- the dresses soaking up extra oil right like, <laughs> that was that was a little bit out of nowhere but it's you know whatever you know i mean ging- gingham is especially absorbent it is it's also uh, one of my favorite things to say gingham yeah. One small thing for the Twin Peaks info dump at the beginning. Can the three hints please be recorded in the quest log? Oh, I don't think I realized until now that that's what people were talking about, because those you actually can't ever see again. Right. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember what those are, because I I don't think I ever I I think I forgot to reset that quest flag in the reset button that I had for or maybe I didn't but I just never read it again after the first time mm. oh it also they were like placeholder there was st- th- those were written like edit this once we know what the clue should be <laughs> <laughs> up until right before launch because that was like the, one of the last things in Jamelli's list uh, let's see <clears throat> Box Sizzlon says, I was going to be asking this one. I thought Jick might not be on, but I'm too lazy to react to change, so I'll ask it anyway. Scully, did you ever consider starting a bloody coup to depose Jick? And Jick, since you're here, how much do you trust Scully? I mean, I trust him to not be capable of starting a bloody coup from as far away as he is. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I-, I am under no illusions about my ability to run this company or this website. So, uh, no, that would never happen. Even if for some reason I was, uh, I was emotionally or mentally inclined to do so, 
the the fact that that would put me in charge of something would uh, yeah that would be terrifying. <clears throat> oh, but you're doing a pretty good job of raising your kid. Yeah, you are I mean, in charge of that. My uh, my plate is full with raising a kid. I, I don't need to raise a web game as well. On a slightly more serious note, holy shit! Thirteen episodes of horror show hot dog. When the heck did that happen? Over the past thirteen weeks. Yeah. Uh, we've been we've been pimping that we we pimped it on advice hot dog and on uh, video games hot dog uh, both of which uh, episodes haven't been released yet so okay. woo. <laughs> I appreciate it we've got uh, uh, we've got maybe 120 people downloading it which is pretty awesome yeah. Yeah. That, that, I bet that increases I mean that's enough uh, for to make us do it yeah. You says, shouldn't the pinch ghost skill bypass physical resistance? Seems weird to have a limited target attack, which does almost no damage to most of its potential targets. I intended to do that. Uh, perhaps I forgot to. I get why ultra rares don't have Manuel factoids, but it seems sad that they're left out. Maybe when somebody with a Manuel kills an ultra rare, all existing Manuels could gain a factoid for it in a braggy chat announcement with the finder's name. This way, collecting them all would be a non-impossible and cooperative. Huh. That would be a little bit tricky logistically. Wonder how long that would take. Hmm. I bet it. I bet it would take multiple months for all of those things to be encountered three times each. Because every once in a while, I'll see that it happened and think, "Whoa, <laughs> I haven't seen that in a long time." Uh, Lightwolf says, speaking of classes, I remember at one point on the radio you considered making the Postamancer's Pokeball a free pull so they might try using two ghosts. Is that something that just fell behind the cushions? Do you think Postamancer ghosts are fine the way they are? Uh, no, I am actually very much uh, in agreement with that forum post that concludes that Postamancer ghosts are kind of tacked on. Um, and I would love... I would love nothing more than to figure out a way to make that more reasonable to use and that they will have to be less powerful if they become more of a thing that is sort of less work and less precious mm. but yeah I don't know I like them but I don't particularly like the way that they are implemented just in in, a, in in large part because we had to sort of play it safe with them you know because it's like a big system and if it gave them too much of an advantage then that's like unbalancing across the board uh, and then he continues with the recent change of standardizing plus crit percent and times crit have you thought again about what you might do with damage absorb versus damage reduction and chance eh we talked about that a little bit just around the water cooler I don't know I don't know you know I, somebody pointed out that just starting to refer to damage absorption as armor Hmm. and referring to the power of armor items as armor would make that a little more comprehensible because at least you would know that they were both the same thing yeah um but yeah i mean it sucks that like damage reduction is sort of worthless now but if it applied after absorption would be way too powerful huh. um, and so there's not really there isn't a simple solution to that. And it's also like, you know, this is a thing that even like, like an MMO 
is constantly tweaking. Like a large scale MMO is constantly tweaking the way that that stuff works because stuff stuff has to be reasonable and make sense at low numbers, but also scale properly. And it is very hard to design scalable systems that have the kind of numerical comprehensibility that I like systems to have. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, hey guys, says the Dog Delusion. The level 9 revamp is awesome. On the last show, you said that for some of the upcoming quests, the revamp will be less revamp and more just tweaking details. In the future, perhaps even years from now, would you consider doing a revamp not for balance, but simply for the sake of changing things up? That would be exciting. I've been kind of thinking about that a little bit. You know, like, what about if Cobb's Knob someday just became a thing that you could go to that was just there for the sake of it existing in the world, and we just put in some other level 5 quest? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, just for the sake of change. I don't know. <clears throat> I'd be more inclined to put more stuff off the beaten path than change the things that are on it. Right. Although it may happen once we're done with all of the revamps that we get bored with this thing or that thing. Yeah, you never know. I don't you know, I don't know what I'm gonna do once I run out of these. St. Doodle says, Could we please get unique IDs for each entry in the clan activity log? Even the servers full to the millisecond timestamp would be enormously helpful in tracking what's been tracked, so to speak. Hidden in HTML comments would be wonderful. Thanks. Yeah. Send a... St. Doodle, submit a bug report. Um, tell that... In it, say that I told you on the radio to submit a bug report to remind me to do this, and then somebody <laughs> in dev will tell me about it when I'm there. This is complicated. SF Warlock says, Star Truers triples. They're awesome. The whole zone is awesome. In fact, the whole revamp is some awesome writing. However, I went to send some to a friend of mine with whom I have an in-joke about a table full of toy triples and found that they're untradeable. Why? Or generally, can you give some insight into the thought process behind items being marked untradeable? Uh, well, it's fairly... I don't know if there's a reason that those are untradeable or not. I'll have to ask Hot Stuff about that because he made a pass through it. It might have been that it was an item that was supposed to be untradeable, but it got changed to something else. Mm. Um, I don't know that that's the case. Yeah, when I got to those for flavorizing and stuff, they already had their they already had like a placeholder, so that may have been something <coughs> that was just not clicked on the placeholder. Okay. And all it is is um, a do leveler. So. Yeah, and it, it cures it cures beaten up if you use it. We we uh, added that non combat function to it. Hmm. Uh, as a way of helping with Abu Peak. Uh, High Priestess of Tinsel says, I know you're not a fan of Make a KOL stuff in general, but this, actually, this idea is actually pretty sweet. And along that line, have there ever been ideas proposed by players that you have seen that said, holy shit, that's awesome, and then worked into the game somehow? They are most often like a single joke that we missed rather than like, I have an idea for a quest. And we put yeah. the quest in, you know? But I mean, it's all. It has always been. KOL has always been a game. I think characterized by its back and forth between us and the players. So yes, and then he links to that Hank's Storage Wars thing, which I have not read uh, in its entirety yet. Is that gonna make it? Would writing that mean that we had to watch Storage Wars? I don't think I would go for that. <laughs> I have never seen Storage Wars, but at one point in a hotel when I was too tired to do anything else, I watched an episode of some of a clone of Storage Wars mm. um, and honestly I can see why people want to watch that 
Yeah. You know, they... they <clears throat> in a lot... You know, th- this one had, like... Oh, they found an old motorcycle. And so they're like, wow, this might be valuable. So they took it to somebody who fixes old motorcycles and you learn some stuff about old motorcycles. You know, it's like, oh, well, okay. Yeah, it's like kind of a lower brow antiques roadshow. Yeah. In a way. Mm. Stetherell says, would you consider fleshing out the statistics section of the character page or creating a new page of your just your character statistics? It'd be cool to have all that information in one place rather than having to add up what stats you're getting from your gear and stuff on your head or on a piece of paper. Things will be cool to see. And then he lists a bunch of the, the sort of like stats that come from enchantments. I, yeah, you know, maybe in a thing that you could open up on the character pane that, that shows some of that stuff. Sometimes, like, having some stuff that is hidden from you allows us to put in some sort of, not, not like, sneaky, but, like, secret bonuses on stuff, which we enjoy, but... I don't think we enjoy that so much that I don't think that this is a good idea that you're proposing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, um, sorry, kind of uh, the dog delusion says. Do you guys have anything you want to say about Crimbo now that it's only a couple weeks off? Last year you gave us a "Don't expect anything too huge to mull over pre Crimbo." What about this year? Prepare for something massive. Be at least level thirty before December first. Everybody be seal clubbers. Exact repeat of last Crimbo. Um, it's, I mean, it's it's pretty much typical Crimbo scale, I think. Yeah, if you shave off the outliers, yeah, I think it's it's pretty average. Uh, uh, it will scale as per usual, so don't worry about that. Uh, yeah, the- I mean, I think that that has that has implications that we probably don't entirely understand. That means it's hard if you are like level one, right, or something. But yeah, you know. He says, do you ever hang a candy cane over the edge of a mug of hot chocolate for a nice pepperminty hot chocolate beverage? If I'm going to have a pepperminty hot chocolate beverage, I'm going to have a mug of hot chocolate with some peppermint schnapps in it. Yeah, I will do both. We're about to have our annual party where we make a bunch of hot cocoa, like the from scratch way. We use the cocoa powder and sugar and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know that um, I've ever had that. Yeah, instead of a Swiss Miss or something or other. It ends up being, like, smoother and groovier. But we have a, a party where we make vats of hot chocolate and then have 10 or 12 different boozes that people can put in them. And then, it, like, it's great, but by the end of the night, you have, like, four layers of shit on your teeth. Mm. From just, like... Like, drinking beer will get your teeth fuzzy enough, but, uh, man... The hot chocolate. I find I find specifically that Coke, Coca Cola, hmm. is the thing that makes me feel the grossest about my teeth. I I've never uh, like I must have liked hot chocolate when I was a kid, but uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I I just can't get that excited about it now. Every time we go uh, when we go backpacking, that's like the thing that Kevin has with his breakfast every morning. Hmm. And, and, you know, it's like, it's, it's like, a, it's, it's hot. So it's like warms you up and that's nice. And you can make it with just boiling water, which is like, you know, how you do. Right. And I guess, it, you know, it's like you get some, you get some calories packed into some fairly lightweight powder stuff. But like, I just, when I want a hot beverage, I just want like black ass coffee. Hmm. 
and that's just that is the only thing yeah i mean i'll have some tea if i'll have some tea if i've already had so much coffee that i don't feel safe having more coffee all right uh but but yeah i don't know and the older i get the less the less i find myself wanting to seek out sweets just give me give me like a nice salty thing yeah like a cheeto uh hey we're over time oh look at that all right flew, that flew right past well thank you all for your uh insightful questions and we'll see you next week <laughs>